2: especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously. So just don't. According to ancient Greek mythology, there was once a hunter from Thespia who was stunningly handsome. Many women, and men probably, it being ancient Greece and all, would pursue him. But this hunter would reject them all as he had only one true love himself as the story goes he eventually spent the remainder of his short life staring into a pond at the reflection of himself completely transfixed this hunter's name narcissus which brings me to the subject of today's show a modern day version of this ancient greek tale kanye west kanye west the person is easy to hate there's a lot to dislike but kanye west the music artist is what makes it all a bit trickier Because even if you don't like the person, and even if you are one of those who somehow hates his musical output, you can't deny that he has been a hip-hop juggernaut for two decades, a nearly impossible feat in that genre. Seriously, show me someone besides Jay-Z who has remained at the top of the hip-hop world for that long. And that respect from the hip-hop world is entirely built upon his body of work alone. It has to be, right? Because he seemingly made his second job saying shit that manages to piss off everyone at one time or another. He even managed to marry one of the most hated women on the planet and openly supported a president that is despised by the majority of the black population. And yet, as much as everyone talks about how much they can't stand him, the day he drops another album, it's a big fucking deal. The album will sell massive numbers. It will be discussed relentlessly by both music critics and hip-hop heads alike. We've covered other assholes with work that we appreciate despite their personal shortcomings, and boy oh boy does Yeezy have shortcomings. Like I said, he does make it so easy to hate him. But is he just a simple asshole, a narcissist with an 808 machine and a deep Rolodex? Or is Kanye West a legitimate psychiatric case who just also happens to be one of the biggest celebrities on the planet? Tune in for the next hour or so and find out on this latest edition of Asshole Court. Okay, uh, before we get into the prelim scores on old Con Yeezy, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Jenny from Grand Rapids, Michigan. She reached out to us this week and told us that she's been having a pretty rough time health-wise after a gnarly bout with COVID, but that our podcast has helped cheer her up while she's recovering. So this episode is for you, buddy. We hope you get to feeling better. Get well soon, Jenny. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And on another side note, we also got some feedback uh, from somebody that said that we've gotten facts wrong from time to time. And this is entirely possible because we're human. So this is a note to all of our listeners. If we make an error, send us a correction with a citation, and we're more than happy to issue a retraction or a correction for real. I mean, I'm more than happy to do it, you know, more we than can get things wrong. But... I love calling myself out. Oh, on absolutely the stuff that and, here's and here's
0: another note kiss my ass it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot of work to write
2: these
1: shows no i'm just kidding
0: i'm just kidding no, I, I do like the uh the criticism
2: yeah no i mean if we get if we get a fat wrong and you can post it up then dude we'll come back and say hey we were wrong i mean but we do make an effort to get this right as, as we possibly can as Absolutely. much as
1: we possibly can but we might even create a short of it making fun of ourselves for getting it wrong so yeah. i mean yeah. you never know when your comment and we do when we out, do
0: the research all of our shit's cited
2: right it's very true yeah you're gonna go look at our citations so we're not coming up with shit off the cuff and uh you know but it, sometimes those citations can be wrong so That's like right. i said hit us up let us know uh but now let's get on to preliminary scores buddy what you got
1: yeah mr west i'm very familiar with him um, I believe you were the one, Mikey, that turned me on to him a long time ago. It was uh back with his first album, yeah,
2: um College Dropout College Dropout. Mm-hmm.
1: And you were like, dude, you need to check out this guy and you said his name kinda of fast to me initially. You're like, Kanye West, and this song Through the Wire, yeah, like it is yeah. just insane. So I was like, I went and I listened to Through the Wire and it blew me the fuck away. Like knowing that his mouth was wired up with that yeah. and him just, you know, that uh I looked like Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky. Yeah, there's like a lot I mean, of fun lines. Yeah, I
2: mean that's that, you know that's he says I got burnt up like Pepsi did Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's other lyrics that he has in the College Dropout that are just I mean I mean made me laugh. That you know got a light skinned friend look, look like Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, got a dark skin friend <laughs> look like and Michael Tommy, Jackson. Man.
2: He is he is he's some great one liners for sure.
1: And so I really enjoyed the College Dropout. I really enjoyed. What was the next one? uh, uh it was Late Registration. Late Registration. And, uh, but that's where he kind of fell off for me. Um, it's hard for me to say that there's an album that there isn't a song that I don't like mm-hmm. that he produces on there. But that's kind of where he fell off for me. And that's kind of where he started getting crazy. And I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of, I'm done here. So yeah. um, that's kind of where I left off with him. But, you know, you see him through the news everywhere. TMZ, you know, Kim, you, mm-hmm. you can't miss this guy. Right. Right? God, some of the stuff he says is, we'll, we're going yeah, to get us all that, here yeah. soon. But uh, to keep it short and sweet, I'm going to say Kanye off the rip. If the average guy's a three or four, he's a pretty big douchebag from what I've seen. So he is one a very talented douchebag, but still a douchebag. So I'm going to give him a 6.0 off the rip, and we'll see where it lands at the end of the episode.
0: Uh-huh. All right, Randy, what you got, brother? So, buddy, kind of stole my fire because I was going to talk about Through the Wire as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember the first time I had heard about Kanye West and seen the video, kept calling him Kanye West. Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't kept know, on I, calling him Kane. I even I bet, dropped that in a lyric where he was like, they still call me Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah. Some of my trophies still say Kane.
0: Yeah. yeah I, mean. I, I didn't get the name. So, um, but here's kind of my take on Kanye. Mm-hmm. And you see this, you I mean, most people probably know somebody like this in their life. Mm -hmm. They do the opposite of what most other people would think, do or say, either for the attention or for really just the attention, the attention, the spotlight, the controversy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's I don't know if I completely buy in or I do I believe that he buys into everything that he says and does, but he knows he's going to gaslight the place. Right. Like he's kind of. A little bit of pot stir or shit starter. I mean, he even had um, that
2: one lyric on uh, Yeezus where he was like, as soon as you make him like you, make him don't like you. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's a legitimate take for sure. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. You know, from what I know, he hasn't killed anyone. Um, but the whole Kardashian thing, and uh, I think you guys have figured out by now, I'm not a huge fan of. That uh, whole genre of lifestyle and things like that. That's not Um, your
1: bag of reality TV?
0: No, they belong in the fart circle, as we talked about.
2: (laughs) Wait, no, we're the fart circle. They're not in the fart circle.
0: Fashion and art?
2: Oh, we're talking about our fart circle. Yeah, Yeah, no,
0: the real world fart circle. They're in that one. So, you know... It'll be interesting to learn some of the things that would, you know, round out his douchebaggery, but start him off. I'm going to give him a 5.75. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely bigger than the, uh, the normal asshole, but,
2: um, it'll be interesting to see what we learned today. Okay. Excellent. And, um, I think, well, you know, we, we got a request for this and I was like, well, this would be a good one to do. It is tough. Cause I like, I don't ever want to hang out with this guy ever in a million years, but I just want him to keep putting albums out. <laughs> like yeah. I legitimately like love his work. Like it's hard not to, and some people like, and I'll get into this, that there's, there's like three eras of Kanye, but I, I mean, you know, the, the latest iteration that the Kim years has, has been a little strange, but I mean, like I said, it's, it's tough to deny that this guy makes really great albums. And it's not just like, he's not a one trick pony. Like he changes up. He's defined hip hop. Himself for years now You know what I'm saying Like if he puts an album out That makes Like he made it entirely possible For guys like Drake To exist yeah. You know what I'm saying Because it, when he came out and we'll, and we'll get into this too Is you know When he came out It was dude You you have to be uh, Every rap has to be about You know Selling drugs and killing people and he showed up with like a pink polo and a backpack, and then like made that a possible avenue for certain hip hop artists.
0: I still prefer the drug and killing people. I like, it, but, yeah. <laughs> I like both.
2: I
1: like both. But uh, learn on Sunday morning, to be listening yeah. to the you know drugs and killing people, yeah, you need a little yeah. bit of polo shirt. And- yeah,
2: he didn't. He didn't rest on his laurels. He he tried to change things, uh, you know, musically and stuff like that, which is cool. So, uh, you know, short and sweet as much as I can make it that, uh, I'm going to start them off with, with, uh, I'll go with a, a, a six, six seems like a pretty reasonable start.
1: All right. With a 6.0 from buddy, a 6.0 from Mikey and a 5.75 from Randy Kanye West pre-show asshole score as a 5.9. All right. All right. Five, nine. Yeah. So pre-show that puts him. Jose Canseco. Yeah, Jose Canseco,
0: Steven Seagal territory. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right,
0: yeah. Cool. Let's see how the shoe fits. Let's see how the Yeezy fits. Let's do it. Jesus. On June
1: eighth, nineteen
2: 1977, Kanye West is actually born as Larry Walter Eastman. Larry. Okay, told, i was actually I'm joking. I was
0: actually very curious because I didn't dive into it, and, and I wondered if that was his real yeah. name.
2: I'm joking. All right. That's not his name. Oh. His, his name really is Kanye. It's Kanye Omari West. I just picked like the whitest sounding name I could find because <laughs> for some reason that was hilarious. Kanye actually means the only one in Swahili, and there's actually a city in Botswana named Kanye. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. It's got to be weird. I think it's like a pretty big city there too. So imagine that you're more famous than the biggest city in Botswana. <laughs> uh, he
1: was also born in Atlanta, wasn't yeah, he?
2: Yeah, he's born in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Well, sort of, because according to a number of sources, Kanye was actually born in Douglasville, which is technically part of the, of the Atlanta metro area, but is definitely not like Atlanta proper. That's way west. Yeah, that's like yeah. past 6 flags. Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with Atlanta uh, geography. Go
0: about 35, 40 miles west west. of the city. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He probably had a Klansman as a neighbor, to be honest. That's (laughs) where, I'm serious. You're not like, yeah, it's not Atlanta proper at all. But I get it. It's easier to like for me to tell people that I was born in L.A. than in Panorama City. Nobody outside of L.A. knows Panorama City. And nobody outside of Atlanta knows Douglasville. At this time, Kanye's father, Ray West, is actually the first photojournalist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, Ray Ray. Side note, I couldn't find uh, if Ray was hired directly by the AJC or if he was doing freelance work. I'm assuming that he was hired directly, but if he wasn't... It isn't all that amazing to be doing freelance work for the AJC, considering Wayne Williams, the man convicted of the Atlanta child murders, was also doing freelance work for the AJC <laughs> around the same time. Yeah, the Atlanta child murders—if you haven't ever heard of that, go look that shit up. It's wild. wild. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, his mother, Donda, was an English professor at Clark Atlanta University at the time. Donda. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. But Kanye's parents' relationship falters, and around 1980, they divorce, and Kanye and his mother move up to Chicago, where Donda takes a job as the chair of the English department at Chicago State University. Okay. Now, quick side note. In a lot of stuff that I've read on Donda West, there's a tendency for people to misunderstand this position. In a lot of articles that I've read, it's apparent to me that the writer is thinking that Donda becomes the chair of the English department at the University of Chicago, the globally prestigious school known for its economics department thanks to famous alumni like Milton Friedman. This is not the case. Chicago State University is a different school entirely. One that is still good, I imagine, but not one that is, like, globally recognized. Not to take anything away from Donda, because God knows she's like more accomplished than I'll ever be. I just wanted to make that distinction because I had to look into it. Like, to sort of illustrate this point, I looked up the endowments for both schools. Not that it's like a great metric for quality, it's more of a prestige thing. But Chicago State University, where Donda taught at, has an endowment of $5 million. University of Chicago, $10 billion. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I've read a lot of articles where people are like, you know, she was the you know for University of Chicago, and I was like, "Wow!" that was like, "That's really fucking impressive." Yeah, man.
1: right. Yeah, it's like Columbia or something
2: like. Yeah, that, it really is. Know? Yeah, it totally is. It's up. It's definitely up there with Columbia, but that's not where she was teaching at. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm and I'm not, like, I said, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just I, 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 I read it so often in articles that I was like, I think someone should clarify this. That's fair. Around 1987 or so, Donna participates in a university exchange program, which takes her to China to teach English. In China, Kanye claims that he danced in the streets and performed karate exhibitions to make money, which is pretty on brand for him. Like, imagine having the insane mindset that you're going to give martial arts demonstrations in China. Like, I'll have to show these people something they've never seen before. Martial arts. And like nowhere could I find that Kanye was active in martial arts outside of these demonstrations. So he's just fucking winging it, like throwing chops and kicks that probably don't get above waist high and probably incorporating some spin moves and the crane kick from Karate Kid, which would make sense on this timeline. It's pretty fucking hilarious. So he's like my seven
1: year old son running around in the backyard, like kicking and karate chopping. Yeah. And like doing it
2: for money. Yeah. Yeah. And like the streets of like <laughs> fucking Beijing or whatever, which I'm also kind of like, dude. You can say whatever you want about like Donda West, but she's obviously like a. You know she's a pretty smart lady. No fucking way. She's just like, hey, buddy, just spend your days out in the streets of Beijing doing your thing. <laughs> That'd be like a Chinese exchange student coming to America and be like, I'm gonna give
0: them American football drills. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go into the high schools and have their quarterbacks throw me passes and show the linemen how to block and I'll show them the Chinese way. It's true. Of playing football. Yeah, it's yeah. true,
2: man. It's totally true, dude. And I'll
0: open a hot dog stand in New York City and show these guys how to do yeah, it. Or
2: pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll show you guys how to. Have you ever heard of pizza, New Yorker? <laughs> It's pretty good. It's this thing. Also, bagels. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he said he spent the money on ice cream. So that's that's kind of yeah, heartwarming. You know, yeah. <laughs> After a year, the program is up, and Kanye and his mother return home to Chicago. So he's spending the school year with his mom at this time, and summers with his dad. And uh, Ray, his father, is a bit of a jack-of-all-trades. He's like, master of none, though, type deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Kanye himself, quote, My father was a paparazzo, my father was a medical illustrator, a Black Panther, a Christian marriage counselor, which, by the way, Christian marriage counselor is kind of a strange thing to me. I feel like the barrier to entry into that position is entirely too low. Like, why are you qualified to tell me how to fix my marriage? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm a Christian, and that's basically it. And I'm a Black Panther, so, yeah. And then think about it, Ray couldn't even keep his fucking marriage together. Why should he be giving advice at all? That's like fucking Steve Harvey writing a book on successful marriages when he's been married three times. He's failed sixty-six percent of the time. I'm more successful at marriage than he is, and you don't <laughs> see me trying to hand out marital advice. Yeah, be like uh, Louis Anderson. I'm now a personal trainer. Yes. Um, yeah, giving out lessons at the local
0: LA Fitness. Yeah. It's
2: true though. It's so crazy to me when people do that and that, uh, all that stuff about Steve Harvey's true. He's put out books about like successful marriages, and you're like. You are a fucking failure at marriage. I watch a lot of Family Feud. He talks about his wife all the time, or
0: makes like little allusions to his wife and his marriage and things like that. You know? Yeah, but yeah sure. I didn't yeah. know he's married three times though. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: why everybody's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man? It's your boy, Steve Harvey." That's it, dude. <laughs> anyway, as a teen, Kanye finds himself getting involved with the Southside Chicago hip hop scene. He befriends DJ and producer No ID. Uh, who becomes like his mentor, basically. Oh,
0: that was you, uh, about 18 years old.
2: It's so true. <laughs> DJ, no ID. Mikey so never had true. a fucking license or an ID for like two years. It's true. And here, here's a funny story. I actually jumped out of an airplane with a fake ID, and they caught me with the fake ID and still let me jump out of the airplane. <laughs> 100% true story. He said, hey, Nick, you ready to go? I was like, he said, Nick, you ready? I was like, what? Nick, Papa Giorgio He said, said, you're not Nick, are you? And I was like, here's the deal My (laughs) name is Mike I actually am 18 years old It's totally true, I just don't have an ID And he was like "All right, if we land and the cops are here I'm gonna kick your ass And I was like, that'll never happen, I promise (laughs) And I jumped out of an airplane with a fake ID And they caught me And he was
1: like, come on, Nick, let's do this
2: Yeah, yeah DJ, no ID
1: Mm -hmm. Mr. Papa Giorgio
2: It's true, and, you know, so he, he becomes friends with, uh, you know, producer, no ID, Mikey. Uh, and Donda pitches in, too. When a 13-year-old Kanye writes his first rap, quote, green eggs and ham. <laughs> very, uh, original. very original. Yeah. 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 She ponies up the $25 an hour to a local recording studio for him to record it. She recalled, quote, we went to a place and it was just this little basement studio. The microphone was hanging from the ceiling by a wire hanger.
3: Do the wire, Do the limit, through the... Living, through the...
2: <laughs> uh, but he, she said he was so excited, I couldn't say no. We know who the producer was at the studio.
0: Dr. Seuss. <laughs>
2: there you go, Dr.
1: Seuss. In the lab with Dr. That's Seuss. It. That's right. That's awesome.
2: Uh, let's see here. She also recalled that Kanye was like borderline obsessed about making beats at this time. Quote, he was in his bedroom working on his music nonstop. I wish I had a dollar for every time I said to turn down that bass. She got more than that. I mean, he, he made tons yeah. of money and helped her out.
0: What sucks because as a kid, I spent countless hours throwing a tennis ball against the wall practicing baseball. Mm-hmm. He loved baseball as a kid. And uh, I got cut. I would throw the real baseball against the bricks sometimes and chip the bricks. My mom would come outside and shoot my ass out. Didn't pan out quite so well for That's me true. in my baseball career. But
2: I also yeah. love baseball. We played tape ball. Or me and my dad would—he would—we made a tape ball and we would throw it. But our garage door had glass windows. Yeah. And I broke those shits out so many times, dude. My mom would get so mad right there, like a fastball. (laughs) (laughs) She come out. Yeah,
3: I told you.
2: Yeah, I definitely never made the major leagues. I don't even play high school ball. (laughs) I got—I got too into smoking weed too. That didn't help either. (laughs) But yeah, she says Kanye was like legitimately a good student at this time as well. Uh, He graduated from Polaris High School and won a scholarship to study at Chicago's American Academy of Art, but ultimately dropped out of college to chase his musical dreams, which for 99.9% of people is a fucking horrible idea. Mm -hmm. And his mom, being a legitimate academic, was understandably displeased. Rightly so. She was not happy with the idea. She was like, well, okay, dude. So at this point, she starts charging him rent. Which, if you're not going to go
1: to school, then yeah. Yeah,
2: it's solid parenting, to be honest. I mean, sincerely, if they're going to try to operate in the real world, treat it like it's the real world, you know what I'm saying? So Kanye takes a job as a telemarketer at this point to pay rent at his mom's, but he, of course, hates it. because Really?
0: He hated his job as a telemarketer? Exactly. I know a lot of telemarketers that absolutely love their life. It's true.
2: Know? I was going to say, because who wouldn't hate that shit, especially a narcissist? I had a telemarketing job at the age of 16, Went in confident as fuck Sold four coupon books the first day And management was like We got ourselves a superstar here <laughs> Fast forward to a month later And after taking a solid beating on the phone Like hung up on, yelled at, etc. every day My confidence was legitimately in the shitter For real And I didn't last long after that I, I remember
0: just, giving you rides to that That's job. right Yeah It that's was true. the tallest building in the town we grew up in That's right Four, four stories. stories
2: Yeah <laughs> We rode the elevator up, and I was like, I've made it.
0: Going to the top. We're in the penthouse suite. That's it. Right across from the Taco Bell and next to, what
2: was that restaurant? Oh, uh, that was uh, a Morrison's Cafe. Morrison's Cafeteria. That's how you can tell. Taco Bell and Morrison's and the tallest building being four stories. We say Atlanta. It wasn't Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Made it. Apparently, at this point, Kanye also thinks about being a porn star to pay bills, saying that, quote, that career choice popped into my head once or twice. Which guy doesn't want that? Just sometimes in their life. And I'm thinking, like, does does anybody want to tell him how the male porn star thing actually works? You get paid to get the, get <laughs> yeah. banged, pretty much. That's
0: how that usually pans out yeah. from what I hear.
2: Luckily, yeah. luckily, Kanye starts making some inroads into the hip-hop world around this point, so he avoids the whole gay-for-pay proposition <laughs> of a profitable male porn career.
1: I heard he also worked at The Gap. And he also sold Cutco cutlery knives. Mm
2: -hmm. Interesting. He definitely did work for The Gap. And that's actually one of the lines uh, from Spaceship and the College Dropout, which is one of my favorite lines ever because I've always, you just sort of feel this if you're a worker that's getting shit on. And the line is if my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him. (laughs) (laughs) He said, after I fuck the manager up, then I'm going to shorten the register up. (laughs) yeah All right. so at the time uh, he's producing beats almost entirely for like the local Chicago acts right and his calling card is speeding up like classic soul samples and incorporating them into more traditional hip hop beats Uh, the style like which became known as like chipmunk soul and Kanye was like pretty much the originator of this like people were doing it but it was his calling card at the time
1: yeah I mean it's on every album that he does multiple times versus just being a one off on a certain you know song or something like that
2: Yeah, and at 19, uh, he scores his first official production credits on an album by a local Chicago rapper named Grav, titled Down to Earth. And yeah, I went and checked it out, and uh, tracks like World Domination give a good sneak peek at Kanye's abilities as a producer even then. It's definitely like a product of its time, but it's still pretty solid, especially for just being like 19.
0: And it's by a guy named Grav, who yep. I've never heard of. Yeah. No,
2: no, but he got that original Kanye track. This is true. Even that's though. that's literally when I went and looked it up on YouTube, that's the only reason that, that there's I think this guy maybe has like a hundred thousand views of this track everybody because everybody just like yeah, wants to see the original Kanye beat. Yes.
0: Now he does multi-level marketing and that's like his biggest point on his resume. <laughs> First ever Kanye beat produced. <laughs> it's yeah. true, Accomplishments. Dude. Top seller, April twenty nineteen.
2: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, even in that track, uh, Spaceship, I don't even remember the, the name of the guy that shows that appears on there uh, for like a rap credit. I don't know who that guy was. He was just like one of Kanye's buddies, I think, from Chicago. And his verse was pretty weak, too. So, Yeah. Around the same time, Kanye is also uh, acting as a ghost producer for Derek Angioletti or D-Dot. The business obligation keeps him from releasing a solo album. So he groups up with a few other Chicago hip hop personalities and forms the Go-Getters. They don't get oh, much. Oh, we a bunch of go-getters around yeah, here. Yeah, see, we're
0: gonna go get the money. Now, yeah,
2: that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> outside Chicago. Yeah, we're gonna
0: make it rich, boys. Make it rich, the Chirac. Chi- all up
1: in that
2: ass. The Chicago go-getters. That's who we're gonna be. That's it. Uh, they don't uh, get much other than some promotional photo shoots and limited radio airplay in the Chicago market. But in 1998, Kanye lands a deal with the management production company Hip Hop since 1978. Which is a pretty straightforward business name, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, this the kid, shoe selling company. That's it. Yeah. We sell shoes. We, just, we sell shoes to people with feet since four, since 1946.
0: Don't want to wait another week for the next episode of Asshole Court to come out? Go check out our new and improved Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. You'll get highlights from past shows, and you can join in on the conversation of past Asshole Court drama. Check us out on AHC Podcast, or leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on. Now, back to the action.
2: Oh, man. But the gig gets uh, Kanye's beats to much bigger names. Uh, Names like Foxy Brown, Jermaine Dupri, Nas, Carl Thomas, Goody Mob, Mace, Raekwon, and Eminem. Snaps. Yeah. And these production credits garnered the attention of Jay-Z and his label, Rockefeller Records. And they bring Kanye on to produce for their stable of artists, Jay Z included. Nice, yeah. So I, I went back and was looking at like the go getters and stuff like that, and they actually they had like a reunion, but you could tell it wasn't like an actual reunion. <laughs> like, they just ambushed Kanye and were like, <laughs> "I was," they were like, "Hey, hey, get a picture with us," you know, right, he yeah. just kind of like. He's yes, like, uh, he's like, right, in, like what? in
0: line at the gas station, and they all pretty just much. walk in. And, yeah, pretty <laughs> much, it he just was turns like around, you yeah. could
2: tell it was like some function in Chicago that he went back to, and they all just like ambushed <laughs> <laughs> him. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to kind of suck to be like super famous, and then like everybody from your past shows up and is like showing up, like ambushing you with like you know they were asking for a handout or something like hey 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 remember this like can you let me talk to Jay Z can you put me on can you you know I've got this like you're just getting handed products constantly. They're like, check out this new thing I did. Like, we were friends. Like, do this for me.
1: I wonder if NSYNC ever, like, bum rushes Justin Timberlake these days. And they're like, I, hey, Justin. Hey, check out my new demo.
2: I mean, I guarantee they do, but even then, like, they still made a ton of money from doing that. These dudes didn't make shit. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I had to run in with a boy band member one time. So, uh, the guy's name is Brian.
2: Oh, yeah. Cadrell uh, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, from uh, 98- Backstreet Boys. Backstreet
0: Boys, yep. Oh, wow. Brian, he was the blonde guy. Google him. You'll recognize him. Um, he's now like a gospel singer, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he lives in the Atlanta area, and I was helping a guy I used to work with. He was an auctioneer, and he needed some muscle to help people, that the shit they bought to take out to their cars. Sure enough, I thought you were going to say needed some
2: muscle to go beat people up. And <laughs> shit. That would have been way cooler. Yeah. They never paid on what they said <laughs> yeah, they were going to no. buy. You're like, I beat AJ up from the Backstreet Boys. But no, Shouldn't have bid on that
1: thing, AJ. <laughs> yeah,
0: This dude bought uh, an Elvis Presley pinball machine at oh. the auction and uh, pulled this old Ford pickup truck up to the loading dock. And me and his dad actually loaded the pinball machine into the back of the truck, and he gave me 20 bucks. And
3: I was like, yeah, All that's right. kind of cool, right.
0: man. Right. He was actually like very chill, shook my hand, yeah. like zero star-struckness going. I don't think anybody there really recognized who yeah. the hell he was, but I knew I who he was. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I remember you. Yeah. And then, then you beat up AJ and tore his earrings out of his ears. That's right. <laughs> that's Step right. two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, okay, so at this point, Kanye gets signed on, and like I said, uh, Rockefeller Records picks him up. And this is actually where I first ran into Kanye because I was, as we all are on this show, huge Jay-Z fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jay-Z put an album out in 2000 titled La Rock Familia. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. That's and
2: right. And I remember at this time I was working night shift at a, um, uh, at a factory and I was just playing the shit out of this album. Uh, And I was definitely bumping the shit, like, in my Ford Escort on the way to my night factory, or to my night job (laughs) at a factory, and one of the standout tracks was, This Can't Be Life, which felt fitting for me at the time, because driving to a night job at a factory in a Ford Escort can't be life, right? (laughs) But whatever, like the beat was so fucking good. It was like soulful and sad. And it's something that you can't play at a party. Of course, I wasn't playing it for you guys when we were right. partying. Uh, it's more something that you, I don't know, play as you drive a Ford Escort to a $6 an hour <laughs> night job and contemplate
0: life. So uh, similar story. I worked in like a, it was like a pizza restaurant in college and in the kitchen, um, everybody, we had a CD player, right? That The whole kitchen would listen to music. At the time, I worked with a bunch of dudes that loved Widespread Panic and Fish, and, you know, all these kind of jam bands. But they would get their hour a couple hours to go by. They would play three songs in that hour because all those songs are like 25 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would get my hour. And they're like, oh, well, here comes Leonard Skinner and Jay-Z. And yeah. sure enough, I had like these mixed CDs that was like half Leonard Skinner, half Jay-Z. And that's were, like, a weird hey, tone that, shift, that, That's too. what they told me. like, you are the weirdest fucking dude. I'm like, I like it. I like it all. Yeah. 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 Sweet Home Alabama and fucking The Blueprint.
2: He said, yeah. I'm vibing off of both these things. That's Give me right. back my bullet and this can't be life. That's right. <laughs> anyway, at the time, I didn't know it, uh, but this can't be life was Kanye's production. In 2001, Jay-Z apparently seeing Kanye's talent gives him the nod to produce a shit ton of songs on his next album, The Blueprint. And when The Blueprint came out, I remember just playing it over and over and over In again. the kitchen at such the pizza a, place. Yeah. Such a good album. I still, still to this day put it in my top ten rap albums of all time. Of course. And it's super respected and influential album for a bunch of reasons the production being one of them and Kanye produced like a third of that album himself. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, And this is really what puts Kanye on the map. Jay Z and Dame dash are obviously loving having him as a producer in the Rockefeller team at this point. Yeah, absolutely. But the golden goose right there. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's a big deal. Like that's like half of a track, at least half of a track really is, is the, is the production for rap, especially 100%. Uh, but Kanye wants to be more than a producer. Kanye's main goal at this time is to actually be a rapper. Mm -hmm. The big hurdles for Kanye, well, like we talked about earlier on, at the time, to be a rapper meant that you were wearing wife beaters, do-rags, and declared street credentials and rap sheets at every opportunity. West did not have that gangsta image. He was pink polos and khakis. He was backpack rap. The college dropout, man. That's right. He was turned down by multiple record labels, including Capitol Records, who almost signed him. But apparently an insider nixed the deal. Imagine, Man, being, imagine
1: being that guy. Yes,
2: yeah. Imagine like, being the guy that was like, don't sign this fucking guy. It's like the blockbuster CEO. Like, don't buy Netflix, you dumb fucks. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. No one knows who this guy was, but holy shit. <laughs> In fact, he was only signed by Rockefeller Records because Damon Dash didn't want to lose him as a producer for the label. Dash basically thought, let him put an album out and fail and we'll focus uh, him on producing again. Sure. Easy peasy. Yeah it was just like dude this guy I mean it's whatever I actually was watching a documentary at one point where they were like he was like trying to rap for all of them stuff like that and like just nobody was really feeling it at the point (laughs) they are on their phones like just like uh huh uh huh but that didn't happen they put out College Dropout and of course we now know that uh that was a game changer yeah perhaps aided by the famous car wreck broken jaw rapping through a wired shut jaw track through the wire his first album aptly titled College Dropout absolutely explodes
1: yeah i think that the car crash definitely helped him out and kind of just gave him like a spotlight that just made it a little bit different just gave it enough to kind of push everybody
2: towards it and if you go
0: back and listen to it you can tell his jaw is hard shut
2: oh yeah Yeah. you can hear it you know he's talking like this you know Somebody ordered pancakes. I just sip the scissor. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> There's so many good little one. I drink there. a boost for breakfast and ensure Inchur- for dessert. It's true. Now in my line of work, we we, we I see a lot of boosts and in ensure, and I'm always like <laughs> dying laughing. I'm like, yeah, there you go. After through the wire, uh, the next single he drops is Jesus walks, and I'm not gonna lie, never in my adult life did I think I'd be getting super hyped about what amounts to a modern day hymnal, but that beat is something else, dude
0: jesus walks
2: yeah you're like man but the thing is it was funny too they had one line in there it was talking about like uh nobody will play this because it's about jesus i'm like oh it's, it's getting plenty of airplay buddy <laughs> yeah what was wasn't there uh also a song with jamie fox on that album no that was on the next one that was on the next one that was on the next album so college dropout drops and it is a commercial and critical success and i would honestly place it in my top 20 rap albums of all time i, I really like it i don't I...
1: I'd place it in the top 20. I don't know about top 10, but yeah, it's it's a really good freaking album, especially as a debut freshman album.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, like I said, I, I couldn't put top 10, but i will put it in, in top 20 for sure. You guys know me. I uh,
0: I have a hard time with music lyrics, right? Yeah, like, I true. often think that they're saying something different than what's actually said. Ten years later. Yeah, then I kind of figure <laughs> it out. So, like, when somebody's like, oh, he's a lyrical genius, I have to go in and, like, study and like, try to piece together. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, the dumb shit that I thought See, they were saying.
2: It's true. Like, you don't you. You're not huge on lyrics, and but I I love them. I and, and I I'm find more of myself a hook and beat guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like, and I'm the opposite. Like, I like hooks and beats and stuff like that, which is fine. But that like that's why I get so into like posse cuts, where it's just like one beat and everybody runs at it. Is uh, I like going. I'll go to Genius.com sometimes. And like they they annotate lyrics and what they actually mean, and sometimes yeah, sure. you catch the wordplay on shit, and you're like, "That is fucking spectacular, dude." See, Eminem is a god
1: in that area, mm-hmm. right there. I mean, you go back and you miss half the shit that he does. But Kanye, man, at times like he raps the same word over like with something else, sure. and, and like it just doesn't sound right. I don't know. I, it's it's funny because hit or I miss
2: and like he's obviously everybody knows his production is like none other. There's the argument of whether he's like a a great rapper or he's just a great producer. And like for me, the other thing too is that, and he never really denies it, is that he has other people write lyrics for him sometimes, which a lot
1: of people hip hop do. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I, I don't have and a problem with that. In regular music, you right. know. Like not every band out there is writing all their own songs. Yeah, I Lionel Richie like... writes them all. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Richie's written
0: like thousands of songs that other people have put out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go so Google I don't hate shit. on him for
2: that. Yeah. It's you know. true. And I mean, even even at his best. He has great one liners in certain songs. Yes. But it's never like a holy shit. Like you just, like Jay Z obviously is a, a whole nother... You look at the whole song and yeah. you're like,
1: holy crap. But I with uh, I think you nailed it right there on the head. Yeah. He has a, a bunch of great one liners, yeah. but not enough to, you know, that might equate to like one or two songs worth of lyrics, but not a whole album.
2: Yeah. When you think of lyricists, you think of like Jay Z, you think of Eminem, you think, I mean, honestly, Outcast. He, Outcast. You, know, like, you do you don't, he doesn't get enough credit, but like Pusha T's lyrics. He raps about pretty much one thing, which is selling cocaine. But, man, he's crafty with
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, same thing with 8-Ball and MJG. That's the rap I like, a storytelling rap. Yeah, yeah, sure. Where it's like, sit around the fire and listen to my story of this smooth-armed robbery. Yeah. Or Mr. Big and how he becomes a Cracking cocaine dealer on the streets And how it all got there, how he yeah. got to that point you sure. know? It's, I it's, like the storytelling rap, the campfire rap I like the will.
2: campfire rap And I love just the wordplay and stuff like that With like with Pusha T having one subject Pretty much the whole time of selling cocaine And I, he has one line That was a like, blue star razor And a dinner plate, arm and hammer Baking soda, that's my dinner date And
3: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's just talking about Chopping up cocaine
2: I was like, it's so fucking cool, dude So anyways, yeah, so the album comes out, it's huge, right? Kanye, the star, is born. A great story about Kanye's star attitude at the time came from Dave Chappelle. And this is from like a Time Magazine article I found, but it was actually an interview he did uh, with uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. And he says, uh, Chappelle gave West his first appearance on television as a musical guest on the Dave Chappelle show back in 2003. Chappelle says, quote, you could tell he was going to be a star. I didn't know him until we did the show. He said, while making the show, Chappelle, Kanye, Jay-Z, and Common were listening to Jay-Z's just-released Black Album at Chappelle studio. On track 12 of the album Lucifer, uh, Jay-Z says, Kanye-Z, you's a genius. You did it again. Chappelle said that at that point, quote, Kanye stood up. First time he spoke all day, and he goes, stop the record and rewind that. <laughs> Later, <laughs> Everybody's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Later, West took a phone call during which he announced, quote, hello? No, I can't because I'm with the edit for the Dave Chappelle show, watching sketches that no one's seen before. He said, Wes paused for a moment before declaring, quote, because my life is dope and I do dope shit <laughs> before, <laughs> before hanging up the phone.
1: I love that quote. Honestly, that's like, fairly
0: I, true. Like, that's how I'd be. If,
1: see, like, if you're sitting around with Jay-Z and Dave Chappelle, like, yeah. my life is dope and I do
2: dope shit. Yeah. Later, bitches. Mm-hmm. It's just funny too, because he's talking about, it, he's like, I'm watching sketches that no one's seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Over the course of the next four years, he releases two more critically acclaimed albums, Late Registration and Graduation. For the release of Graduation, Kanye famously went head-to-head with then-hip-hop top dog 50 Cent to see which album would have better first-week sales. 50 was so confident that he would win that he declared that, should he lose, he would retire and never rap again. And lose he did. By a lot. Because fifties oh, album Curtis sold six hundred ninety one thousands that first week, Kanye's graduation nine hundred and fifty
3: seven thousand lost by thirty
2: percent. So uh, what was fifties big album that had? Uh, well, so the first one like the, the, the get club, get rich yeah. or die trying. That was the one, yeah. and then he had after that was the massacre. Okay, and then this was his third one, which was Curtis. Uh, but so he, did he actually really quit back then, and no, no, <laughs> no. <Just laughs> no he did no, he didn't. Yeah, he, he dude, that's that's a, a million to 700,000 is, you know... That's a pretty handed beating. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, at this point, things are looking great for Kanye. Sure, you know, he throws a few temper tantrums when he doesn't win all the awards he thinks he should, and he swears he'll never attend or be part of the MTV Music Video Awards due to the perceived slight, which doesn't happen, of course. See, uh, that's
1: what I hate about him, is like mm-hmm. his... The, he acts like a baby at all these award shows mm-hmm. that, you know, like if I didn't win, there's times that he just stomps out and it's like, I'm never coming back again. Fuck this shit. Yeah. You know, and even like that right there is a bit, I mean, like would be enough to be a bit of an asshole. My all favorite
0: right. award show moment is uh, there's a couple of them. one where Suge Knight gets up and um he had won an award for something and he pretty much told everybody look if you don't want your producer oh that was the source awards 94 yeah. dancing and smiling in your videos yeah. talking, that was about a source of talking about p diddy yeah. that was
2: the source awards that was actually like literally like one of the milestone markers in hip-hop yeah that was actually the moment that that the whole east west feud went like parabolic okay yeah yeah uh, right then and snoop he jumped out up there p. diddy right
1: there that was it
0: so my second favorite one was when REM was up for an award, and the Beastie Boys' "Sabotage" video had just come out. It was for Best Director, and it was Spike Jones, um, and whoever directed the fucking REM video. And REM won, and a, a member of the Beastie Boys gets up there dressed like this Swiss like professor yeah and, like goes off on this stupid tangent they had to escort him off the stage it was
2: it was pretty cool he, he was he was correct though there's no way sabotage sabotage is, was sabotage is cool. so much better than losing my religion for a video i mean it's that's it was everybody
0: was. hurts ah. was the video okay oh, all right everybody hurts
2: that's uh, tough that's no, tough I, no, I, so I was sabotage to say, that
0: is that my religion religion the video away. was
1: insane
2: dude
0: especially the, for uh, the time sabotage is so fucking cool sabotage
2: uh. is amazingly cool The only thing I'll give REM for Everybody Hurts is that he literally had to shut down an entire section of like the Houston fucking highway to do this one. Which isn't really all that amazing, other than you're just like, the logistics of it is pretty nuts. I would still go with sabotage, but I was like, better than losing my religion, which he was just standing there. Like, just walking around on, like, a fucking that stage. That video was insane, man. What was so great about
1: Losing My Religion? I just it's just... more of, like, what the video was for the time. Based on everything else that was coming out, this was just, like, uh, it was a lightning bolt to music videos back in the 90s. I just like, felt
2: like it was him, like, walking around, being like this, and then there was, there like was a, a lot of different
1: on. cut scenes and just the way that the lighting was done that made it, like, kind of, like, traverse day and night.
2: Yeah, award shows can be interesting in that sense. Sometimes people pop off, some weird shit happens. I, it's, I have a hard time watching them now. I, I feel like they're like entirely masturbatory. But, yeah. yeah, of you course. Know. So the, the first like one or two were, were good. Yeah, the Moon yeah. Men, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe you get some good acts that do something, but other than that, I don't give a shit. As long
0: as they leave it up to the fans to vote, they're all going to be dog shit. Yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah. Yeah. People are stupid.
2: In 2005, during a live Hurricane Katrina fundraising effort, Kanye shocked everyone. Including a visibly dumbstruck Mike Myers by declaring that George Bush doesn't care about black people, which <laughs> honestly is unintentionally hilarious to me because, like, Mike Myers' fucking face, dude, when he when said it happens, that. go dude. watch that shit right now because it's not like what he said was just like crazy as fuck. Uh, you know, it was, just, it was like totally off, he went off script, but the 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 payoff, the joke, is seen mike myers face literally go fucking pasty white
1: yeah like super pasty white and then who did they cut to it was like chris tucker that they cut to right after that and he was like uh so anyways uh yeah yeah,
2: like he he had a tough time keeping it together everybody lost their shit on that one yeah that was the first moment that the whole entire world got introduced to Kanye as an asshole. Now, also um, in 2005, he was going around with the Live
1: 8 concert tour and intended to raise awareness on like global poverty and AIDS, mm-hmm. and it was a huge hit, uh, drawing a worldwide audience of 3 billion people. But during the Philadelphia stop of the tour, Kanye raised awareness in his own unique way, shocking the crowd by exposing the widely debunked claim that AIDS was a man-made disease that was placed in Africa, just like crack was placed in the black community to break up the Black Panthers.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's there's been some lyrics in there where he talks about that a lot. Yeah, um,
1: he's kind of like that conspiracy theorist.
2: Yeah, he's almost like a QAnon. Well, we're we're gonna get into that
1: for sure. Okay, yeah, but he why. definitely has some those tendencies. Oh yeah, absolutely, man.
2: But like I said, aside from all the craziness of like uh, the Katrina fundraiser and the, the <laughs> music, like the music video awards and stuff like that, is like in a pretty good space, man. His dad at this time becomes more involved in his life, which big shocker because hey, you know whatever, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, and so his dad actually uh, he borrows money from Kanye to open his own store in a suburban Baltimore strip mall with a food lion, a Chinese takeout, Radio Shack, discount stores, and a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. The name of the store was called The Good Water and Cafe, a location where you could get water in varying levels of purity from clean to cleaner. And cleanest. (laughs) Are you for real with this? Yeah, yeah. They sold other things too. (laughs) They sold other things too, like smoothies and yogurt or whatever. But it was an idea that people would come and buy basically like growlers of water. (laughs) And so the problem here is that the concept, it was maybe a little too far ahead of its time because it doesn't seem to exist anymore. But on the other hand, at this time, uh, his mother, Donda, uh, has become his manager and she actually is doing like a very good job of it. She seems to be keeping him grounded and in check as much as possible uh, and he's very open about how close they are. Your mom's good.
0: your manager. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. <laughs> she was. Uh, but on November 10th, 2007, Donda goes in for a pretty routine surgery. Liposuction, a tummy tuck, and a breast reduction. She would be dead shortly thereafter. Oh, damn. Ooh, damn. Yeah. According to the autopsy report, quote, West was able to walk out of the clinic after five and a half hours of surgery, heavily bandaged, and prescribed Vicodin for pain. She opted to return to her home for care, even though she was advised that she received post-operative care at another facility. Her operating doctor advised uh, Donda to recover in a hospital, but like I said, she was eager to return home. That evening, she, quote, experienced a sore throat, pain, and tightening in her chest before collapsing in the early evening. A friend at the house called nine one one, and West was taken to the hospital, where she was pronounced dead in the emergency room. Damn! Damn from liposuction and a tummy tuck, huh? Basically, mm-hmm.
1: outpatient surgery. Wow. Or- yeah.
2: Yeah. Straight up, it's supposed to be out. Well, it was I guess outpatient, maybe it yeah. wasn't
1: outpatient if they were telling her to stay. Afterward, I mean, yeah, technically, it is. Well, no, if,
2: because outpatient means you you leave. You can after, leave yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to.
1: They're not going to tell you to stay. They may advise yeah. it. Yeah, but. Maybe that's just what she had in her head. It was all outpatient, and I was like, I'm ready to get
2: home. Yeah, it's just a minor thing, man. And the worst thing is that Kanye paid for it. Yeah. And um, this is the second era of Kanye West. Man. Right? At this point, he's done everything. He's, you know what I'm saying? He has three huge albums, whatever. Everything's great. His mom's his manager. He's making tons of money. Everything's good. And then that happens. And so I think that this is where you can draw a hard line in the sand on Kanye's career and personality, because the death of his mother, also combined with the breakup of his then long-term girlfriend and fiancé, Alexis Pfeiffer, sends him into a dark but understandable tailspin. Of course. Uh, He buries himself in his work. One year after Donda's death, Kanye releases one of the most unexpected albums possible, which was 808s and Heartbreaks, which... Totally switched gears, went away from being like hip hop album standard or whatever it is to like a moody album full of like sentimental sad songs with Kanye autotune crooning significantly more than he's even rapping. A lot of it's singing. A lot of that comes from everybody was shining away from
1: autotune with the exception of T-Pain. Mm-hmm. He was the one out there that was like pushing autotune and all that. And was getting crucified by everybody. Usher had told T Pain mm-hmm. that he had like ruined hip hop music and all that. And T Pain went through a huge, like four year long depression. And then Kanye drops that album
2: with a mm-hmm. lot of auto-tune on it. And everybody's like, Auto-tune is
1: so great. Woohoo!
2: Yeah. And it was it was it was it was because well, first of all, Kanye doesn't have a good voice. Yeah. So he had to auto-tune it. Yeah. He, but he was, I think at this point, like he was he didn't want to put a, a hip hop album about how awesome everything is. He was really bummed out because yeah, it's really him, him and Alexis Pfeiffer yeah. had been together pretty much since he started his career. That was his original girl, pretty much. Yeah. And then his mom dies and all that stuff like that. Uh, and the style change is jarring. Like he could have ended his career on this one. Didn't happen though. Yeah. Because unlike little Wayne's atrocious attempt at making a rock album, rebirth <laughs> which if you ever have a chance go check out rebirth and then go read the fucking uh this is at the height of little wayne's power too is like they're like he's the greatest lyricist alive and he puts out rebirth and like gets absolutely roasted sure. by everybody in music like the, all the music critics killed this dude for. wasn't
0: it. there two versions of it there was a rap version and a rock version
2: Maybe so. I don't know. It wasn't good. It was not good. Like people didn't appreciate the style shift and they were like, he got all the worst of rock music and tried to make an album. Too much scissor. Yeah. Yeah, So like, like I said, the Kanye's though, it's like, it's largely appreciated by both fans and critics alike. Hey man, sometimes the most beautiful stuff and the most powerful music comes from those darkest places. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, it's deep. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because, like I said, it's, I, I don't like it. A lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, whatever Kanye puts out, people will just love, anyways." But I'm like, Little Wayne put out Rebirth at a point where, like, critics were like, "This guy's amazing," and they shit all over it. So yeah. th- it's a good out. It, I didn't initially like it either. I was like, "This is fucking weird to me," but eventually, I kind of it kind of grew on me, man. So, you know, still a fan favorite. You can't do any wrong. Enter the year 2009. In January of 2009, Kanye debuts his Louis Vuitton high-top sneakers that he designed, prompting him to tell everyone to refer to him as Martin Louis the King Jr. Well, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yes.
1: Martin Louis King Jr.? Yeah,
2: yeah. In April of that year, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and actually Bill Hader wrote one of the most infamous episodes of South Park ever in which they mercilessly mocked Kanye's self-absorption and claim of genius, topping it all off with a full auto-tune song, I'm a motherfucking gay fish. That's right. <laughs> fish sticks.
1: Yes, right. Oh, the fish sticks. Fish dicks. Oh, man, that went on for forever. Yeah.
2: Kanye is pretty bummed. Writing, quote, South Park murdered me last night on his blog the next day. In all caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude,
0: if you get a South Park episode after you, you know you've made it. It's like, true. You're honestly, yeah. you're the, the subject of the show. You've done well in life, right?
2: It's true, but also, you're not a
1: narcissist. You know, this, this is so, true. This true, is true. Yeah, but, point. I mean, there's yeah. been plenty of people that have taken it with a grain of salt. I mean,
2: you look at- uh, Coolio C- didn't with Weird Al.
1: Yeah, no, but, I mean, like- Somebody, somebody no lo-
2: got mad at me the other day. They were like, why are you shitting on Coolio? And here's another reason why I'm <laughs> shitting on Coolio. Because Weird Al made a better version of Gangster's paradise, paradise with Amish the- Paradise- <laughs> And Coolio got so mad that he wouldn't even shake that man's hand. Fuck you, Coolio. Yeah, that's kind
1: of fucked up, you know. And that's uh, you know, like they had uh, Caesar Milan did a twenty-minute video praising Matt and Trey for their for their depiction sure. of him. You know, even Al Gore was like, "Man, they did such a good job. Those boys <laughs> was, are so good." The
2: man bear pig.
1: Yeah, the man bear pig. Yeah.
2: Then we got September, which is the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh oh in which Kanye shows up visibly drunk with a glad bag-looking shirt unbuttoned to the nips, a <laughs> bottle of a bottle of Hennessy, and the most ornate haircut this side of Vanilla Ice circa 1989. <laughs> oh, man. And a drunk Kanye infamously storms the stage upon the best female video being awarded to Taylor Swift rather than Beyonce and spawns the famous line, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time! It's become, like, a, a cultural, like, touchstone. If oh, 100%. You say, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Everybody's
1: <laughs> Even Jay-Z came out later on in one of, like, Kanye's awards. And Jay-Z bum-rushed the stage and he was like, Kanye, I'm going to let you
2: finish. But, and every, I mean, the crowd gets yeah. fucking
1: wild. You know? Yeah.
2: The next day, Kanye was the biggest pop villain in public memory. Even President Obama calls him a jackass. Everyone. And I mean everyone decides that they hate Kanye West. It was a defining moment for him, and it definitely went the
1: wrong way. I mean, and honestly, it was bullshit, man. He was fucking shitting on oh, Taylor's
2: yeah. moment.
0: Don't fuck with those Taylor Swift fans, boy. It's true. Yeah.
2: yeah. Comedy Central does the obvious thing the next day and correctly plays the Fish Sticks episode of <laughs> Kanye West for 24 hours straight. Now... There is some rumor, there's been some conspiracy theory about whether it was staged to sort of like prop up both of their careers. And I was like looking into that because I was like, I could see that. that Apparently the the rumor was that they both had the same management team. And you're like, at this point, people forget... Kanye West is already sort of a villain that would pop off at VMA awards or just music awards. So you're like, it's not that surprising. Well, he had already
1: jumped on the stage when basically he lost in 2007. He jumped back onto the stage and was like, this is bullshit. You know, I I spent over a million dollars on my video. That's true. I had Pamela Anderson in there. I was jumping over the Grand Canyon. And I mean, like. I, I haven't even seen y'all's video, and I'm sure it's good. But my shit was the best. Yeah, you know, that's
2: he, what I'm saying. It, it's, it's funny because I was like reading an article, and this one person like had a really good take on it, which which was like, why did this become such a huge deal? Right. And it, because we just watched the the video that Randy pointed out of uh, it was definitely MCA from the Beastie Boys storm the, <laughs> the stage with yeah. RM and saying that <laughs> shit. But it happened, and so you're like, there it is now. I actually spent some time because I was like, I would, it would be much more interesting for me to tell you right now that like, Hey, I looked into it and this was a total hoax. It was not. Dude, Uh, apparently, apparently Beyonce was in tears. Taylor Swift was in tears. They had to tell Beyonce that she was going to win music video of the year award just to keep her there. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I mean,
1: You look at Taylor Swift's face and you can tell she's like. What? Yeah.
2: Wanna what? what? Yeah. Like, well, apparently Beyonce was really upset too, and she was just like, "I'm so embarrassed by this," and that, like, and they, they were saying the other thing too was that like every celebrity that was there was like shooting fucking daggers, like eye daggers at Kanye. They're like, "You're a fucking asshole, dude." Yeah.
0: Remember what I said in my intro? Do the opposite of what people want yep. to gaslight the place. Right. It's yeah. yeah. It's true. He
1: definitely did that, and I'll bet you he thought it was going to turn out different in his head, but.
2: yeah He's, he's referenced it in many songs including one way later on
1: how many times have you listened to an episode and thought man I wish they would have said this well now with our interactive social media pages you can let us know what you think about our show subjects and give us your scores we'd love to hear from you well most of you at least
2: let's dive back into the action So after the VMAs, Kanye has pissed the whole world off. Like I said, even Obama was talking shit on him. You know Um, if the
1: president is saying something about you. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, that fact is not lost on him. He recognizes it. Just weeks after the incident, the huge tour he had lined up with Lady Gaga was canceled.
3: Oh.
0: Or I like to call her Lady Gaga. Gaga. (laughs) Gaga. There's uh, there's an Olympian right now from, I can't remember what country it is. Mm -hmm. Google it. Olympian and Lady Gaga look alike huh. chick. I think it's Taekwondo the chick looks
2: a lot like Lady Gaga really? okay. yeah. Wow. but yeah there's no reason given as to why the uh, tour was cancelled but it's uh, not that difficult to speculate what was behind it so he goes to Hawaii to hide out he buries himself in his work he spends months flying in other artists and his favorite producers like imagine a whole rap camp with Kid Cudi Riza, Q-Tip, Rick Ross, Pusha T, and like fucking Bonavair. <laughs> like, Jesus, man, yeah, for real, like, like I'm gonna that's like pick- a rap
1: all stars, just like all hanging out in Hawaii.
2: Yeah, a bunch of rap all stars, and then Bonavair, who's like a folk <laughs> artist. So it's funny when I was like reading about this recording session, uh, like it was a big deal. Like they would have like pickup basketball games every day, like. They would have like breakfast every morning, and they would talk about what they were gonna do. Kid Cudi was talking about how he went there and would like smoke weed, but then also like run on a treadmill to get his voice right. <laughs> you know? uh, I so, got a whole routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was like for real. It was like Did you smoke weed on the treadmill. No, I don't, maybe uh, uh, probably that's
1: a, tough, that's a tough place
0: to smoke weed, <laughs> isn't it? Well, if you're walking real slow,
2: yeah, yeah. It was that's it the was, point, you know no I, but it was funny cuz he was like everybody bring your fucking a game got to get he, my steps in <laughs> yeah, dude
1: <laughs> kanye he says i got to get 2000 steps in a day
2: it's true that like if you ever get a chance you can go into wikipedia to read the like making of this album and it was like a, it was intense like people were like man they showed up and was like i I've, I've got to do something to fix myself for where i'm at and uh, after a notoriously intense recording session Kanye reintroduces himself to the world when he releases My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in November of 2010. The album is immediately praised, and rightly so. Like, in my mind, like I said, it is in my top 10 rap albums of all time. It gets multiple perfect scores from major music outlets, including a very rare Perfect 10 from Pitchfork. Metacritic uh, lists it as the best reviewed album of 2010. The album right now is listed as the 17th greatest album according to the latest Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. It's a good fucking album. And it's weird because, you know, everybody can like disagree with it for what it is or they can like it or not, but it was, uh, like I said, if it sucked that was the point when everybody could have gone in on this guy because he was at his most vulnerable point and been like, I hate this album. He's a loser. His career is over. That's the nail in the coffin. Instead, everybody was like, Oh shit. (laughs) He's back for more (laughs) because Jesus Christ, dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the next year he teams up with Jay Z to release the monster collaboration, watch the throne. And, uh, You know, most people start to forgive Kanye for his transgressions. Like, sure, he's an asshole and an unabashed narcissist, but the music is really fucking great. Uh, And besides, we've forgiven talented artists for much worse, haven't we, Wizard (laughs) Seventy? Haven't we? That's right. (laughs) It's also around this time that two other things occur, and and I guess I'll just
0: foreshadow a little bit into a future show subject that's gonna come out regarding musicians, their transgressions, and our ability to forgive.
3: Yeah.
2: Right, Join us
0: go. next time after this episode to see what we're talking about. A little teaser there.
2: Nice. So anyway, like the the you know, two things occur at this time. The first is that Kanye starts to get serious about one of his other passions, which is fashion. As I mentioned before with the whole like Martin Louis the King thing Kanye has been putting out shoes this whole time. He actually had a pair of shoes from uh, they put out uh, during the college dropout years, which were pretty basic shoes. They were like old school Air Force One looking shoes. They were still pretty cool. They were actually now they're worth a fucking ton. Uh, I bet. Yeah. But he's really about to like throw himself wholeheartedly into fashion. He inks a deal with Adidas, which includes shoes, the highly successful Yeezy line, the first being the Boost 750, which initially sold for like 350 bucks. But now clocks in at like an eye watering twelve hundred to thirty five hundred dollars that I could find online. Jeez, yeah. Man. And he also does standard clothing, but that doesn't hit as well.
0: Growing up, I had a, a fifty dollar limit on my new school shoes. When you I couldn't was. buy
2: the laces off some Yeezys, bro. <laughs> 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 well, that's where I
0: get the the sad story of my aerobics pumps from the outlet store. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's a story for another day. No, we've it's, we've yeah. talked about this. We've covered it yeah. before.
2: The second major thing that occurs around this time is that he begins dating and ultimately marries Kim Kardashian. Ah, uh, yes. And not all of Kanye's fans are happy about this new relationship, including one fan who attended Kanye's set at the Glastonbury Festival, equipped with a giant flag he had made featuring a <laughs> screenshot with Kim with Kardashian's <laughs> yep. infamous sex tape with Ray J and the Kanye lyric get down girl get head get down and it is literally her putting ray j's dick in her mouth and this flag is probably six feet eight feet long dude i mean
1: can you imagine being an artist stepping out onto stage and seeing that out in the crowd like just uh, just staring at you six feet wide not gonna lie it's
2: pretty fucking funny Yeah. yeah Uh, I mean, I did look at it, and I was like looking into this because I was like, I want to find exactly. How long did you look at it? A, a long time, <laughs> long time. You know, a couple times. Four minutes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But seven minutes. The thing was, honestly, when I looked at it, it was like the guy was so far back. I don't even know if Kanye actually could have seen it, but this guy got hella fucking airplay on this shit. Um, but so, like, the problem that fans have is that Kanye is a hip hop superstar. And he's mixing with like a largely reviled reality television, and it seems odd. His musical output also, at this time, seems to suffer somewhat. Just prior to the beginning of his marriage to Kardashian, Kanye put out the critically acclaimed stripped down, borderline industrial sounding Yeezus, which is like a huge tone shift from the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasies maximalist music uh, effort.
1: Is this where he appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone wearing
2: the like crown, the thorny crown? No, like, that that's from back in college dropout days. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh. was Jesus walks. That oh, was Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, yeah, Jesus, that's what I yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, Jesus was like a totally different thing. And that actually was when he put out that one lyric was he was like, as soon as you make him like you, make him don't like you. And he literally went, was like, everybody was raving about how amazing the production was on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And they're like, holy shit, this is like the rap, like, Sergeant Peppers. And then he immediately was like, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And it sounded like a really stripped down, almost borderline, like, industrial, like, Nine Inch Nails album or whatever. Oh, wow. But they were like, shit, all right. (laughs) He actually called up uh, Rick Rubin two weeks before it got released and was like, come help me remix this. And they cut everything out. Oh, wow. It went from probably... Like, he was talking about on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy that they spent 5,000 hours of recording time on power. And then they switched gears to uh, Yeezus where it was just, like, literally, like, six tracks. Like, a six-track recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, after that, he releases Yeezus right before they get married. They get married, and then, uh, you know, everything sort of changes. And the first album that he releases as Mr. Kardashian is released on Valentine's Day 2016, which is the life of Pablo. The life of Pablo has its moments for sure, but it feels incomplete. Like with some tracks, they're not even lyrically complete.
3: Yeah.
2: Like in 30 Hours, Kanye has entire lines missing, where you can tell he wanted to go back and fill them in later, but he just is going like ha, na 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 na
1: Just got lazy, pretty much.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's like consumed with everything else, and everybody's just kind of like, well, there's a lot of like good stuff here. But holy shit, like you you just released an album that's like not finished. It's like when you like turn into first or second draft as a paper in school. No one is not gonna fly. Except, of course, Kanye imposed his own deadline. So who knows what the fuck that's about? Like yeah. you could have waited. Everybody's gonna wait on you. Yeah. The life of Pablo does, however, have the track that I think most concisely represents Kanye as a person. The second track, Father Stretch My Hands, part one. So it starts with like a vocal loop from like a gospel hymn declaring, you're the only power. <laughs> right? oh, so it's Jesus. like a total like a total gospel track, which quickly gets interrupted by a choral sample and a keyboard line that could have come straight from like a parliament funkadelic like, album. Like it's like funky as shit. Like... So then it has like this whole uh, like funky beat down to it or whatever. And then it kicks into like a, a chorus where you're like, this is a love song or whatever. Like it's cool or whatever. And then everything stops for a minute Kind of calms down And then he drops his first bars Which is Now if I fuck this model And she just bleached her asshole And I get bleached on my t-shirt I'm gonna feel like an asshole <laughs> See that's the kind of like Double like the double word stuff Yeah That yeah. just
1: uh, Before man, come on,
2: man. Before he eventually switches back to the lovey-dovey hook Of like I want to wake up with you in my life <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Talking I, about a bleached asshole and then waking up with you in my life. Well, I
0: mean, what color t shirt is you wearing? If it's a white shirt, <laughs> then you're
1: bad. good. You know?
0: If it's a, a blue shirt, shirt, yeah, you're fucked, but dude. And, and don't wear a shirt while you're fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's like wearing your socks while you have sex.
2: It's a very <laughs> very
0: tame activity.
2: It's true, dude. I mean dude it's wearing com- my business socks because <laughs> it's right. business time. Yeah, that's right. It's completely insane completely insane and that's sort of fitting because it's also around this time that we start to see like kanye is actually going insane like he's like starting to lose his mind i uh, i wouldn't disagree with that yeah i remember the first time i heard that i was just stunned like i was like <laughs> all right you're the king of one-liners this is so over-the-top nasty and then like so Like lacking effort. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a good track too. It sucks. It's a good track. But you're like, (laughs) you start with that? Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, so during uh, one of his tour stops in support of the life of Pablo, Kanye tells the audience that he didn't get to vote in the 2016 election. But if he had, it would have been for Donald Trump, which is regardless of like your political affiliation, objectively not the consensus choice for hip hop audiences.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. Not so much. You know.
2: Yeah, At another tour stop in Sacramento just days later, Kanye goes completely off script. According to the Sacramento Bee, West, whose set started 90 minutes after schedule, he was like late by an hour and a half, he performed only 15 minutes before turning his levitating stage into a soapbox, which he used to rail against Beyonce, Jay-Z, Mark Zuckerberg, Google, and Hillary Clinton.
1: No, wait a minute. He's rallying against... Jay Z,
2: yeah, he's railing against them. He's like ripping into them. What is the
1: bit? What is the beef
2: with him and Jay Z
1: at this point?
2: I I don't I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like like I said a, about Jay Z, West said, "Quote, I've been sent here to give you all my truth, even at the risk of my own life, my own success, my own career." Jay Z, call me, bruh You still ain't called me, Jay Z. I know you got killers. Please don't send them at my head. Please call me. Talk to me like a man. Sounds like he fucked up, and Jay Z cut him off. And possible, dude. I mean, it was it was it was nuts. It was. I remember the day. You keep talking happening. about
0: bleached assholes. I don't know how much Jay Z <laughs> wants to be a part of all of that. Now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's like a billion dollar head of Rockefeller. It's like, yeah, I might steer clear of uh, bleach Old on my T boy. Yeah, <laughs> oh bleached tea.
2: After the long rant, West told the press to quote. Get ready to write your passive-aggressive LeBron James racist comments. Season 4, racist comments. Get ready to have a field day, press. Get ready. Get ready. Because the show's over. And promptly ended the show after four songs.
3: Ooh.
2: I wonder how much the ticket
0: price was for that show.
2: Not cheap. Yeah. Never are. you know. Unsurprisingly, Kanye West is diagnosed with bipolar disorder around the same time. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. What is bipolar disorder? A lot of people are familiar with the term and have the vague notion that it's someone who has wild oscillations between manic and depressive episodes, which is a good starting point. But there are four different subtypes of bipolar disorder, and Kanye seems to fall into the first category, which is bipolar one, which is an illness in which people have experienced one or more episodes of mania. Most people diagnosed with bipolar one will have episodes of both mania and depression, Though an episode of depression is not necessary for a diagnosis. To be diagnosed with bipolar 1, a person's manic episodes must last at least seven days or be so severe that hospitalization is required. Now, he gets hospitalized pretty much right after this. Oh, okay. The paranoia that one can feel in one of these episodes is real. Kanye discussed it in a later interview. West admitted that during his manic periods, he may suffer from racing thoughts Irritability, sleep loss, paranoia, or psychosis. He said, quote, "When you're in the state, you're hyper paranoid about everything. Everything's a conspiracy. You feel the government is putting chips in your head. You feel you're being recorded. You feel all of these things." Sounds like society's got a lot of bipolar, uh,
0: yeah, issues going on right now with uh, the whole it's, COVID it's thing. But I guess true. that's a different discussion.
2: It is, but it isn't. I mean, it's right? true. Like this is. I think that people are being very vocal about this and And
0: this is a total sidebar but i saw a great post the other day it said you know what is happening with covid right now is people are so used to science coming out with their complete package or complete product Mm -hmm. once the public sees it right you see a vaccination or a cure and you see the end result right this was such a, a quick striking deal that we're watching science play out with in real time. Hy- yeah, yeah, exactly. Hypothesis and testing and all this kind of different stuff is playing out in the public's eyes, which now has, you know, a lot of people very, you know, oh, we're sheep, we're doing this, don't yeah. let everybody control you, that kind of stuff and But uh, the
1: government's also hesitant to say anything because they know that they're going to get, I mean, blasted if they're wrong. It's not like you can say this is what the science is telling us up to this point, but two weeks down the road, hey, we got a course correct. They can't do that. You know what I mean? Like without getting blasted out the ass. Yeah.
0: So you know. so it is a science playing out in front of everybody in the public eye, right? Versus just that finished product that we're used to getting. So, yeah.
1: but you know, I, I I see that in Kanye's way a little bit. I mean, like imagine at least life. Uh, let's step into his shoes for two seconds. Everywhere he goes, he's getting photographs taken of him. You know, he walks out his front door and paparazzi's there right off the rip, trying to get Kim. Trying to get him. Dude, do
2: you remember that when he punched that paparazzi and what that guy said? Yeah, yeah. He, and he knew he was doing. Yeah. Him and Kim walking down, and that paparazzi told her that he couldn't believe that she was an inward lover. Yeah. And then Kanye oh, wow. punched him. Yeah, no. And everyone was like, two. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. Everyone was like, Don't, but he knew what he was doing and he, and he sued that's him what and cop
1: a quarter mil out of it. I mean, that's what they do. They sit there and just, I mean, just throw out all these different comments to them, just trying to trigger them constantly. So you're in this world where, you know, like, your music uh, you pour your soul out into an album it gets cu- it gets crucified left and right mm-hmm. you go walking down the street with your girlfriend you're just getting constantly like catcalled and just you know constantly provoked like i can see where that can wear on your mental faculties yeah certainly certainly you know yeah, people showing up
2: like your old buddies, the Go Getters. <laughs> right? yeah. Damn it, shit,
1: man! I was just trying to have a normal day, and then yeah. Kim got harassed, and yeah. then the Go Getters come jump out of nowhere. And- Devil, yeah, it's gotta-
0: Devil's Advocate's what you signed up for. It's what you really wanted, right? You want to be the biggest name. You want all the attention. Uh, you want to I mean, sell I, the I, albums. I, I,
2: Maybe yeah. you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. you don't I, want. I that. feel like, yes, it, it comes it's with it. the territory. It's with the. Te- comes yeah. with the territory, right? You're a public figure. Uh, and, and, you know, but yeah, I mean, there's no reason for some guy to literally call your wife out as an absolutely lover. not. No, absolutely 100%. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, like, but even I honestly think that he would still have an issue even if he wasn't famous. No, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's funny too because it's like, was we talk about him being a narcissist, <laughs> this
0: telemarketer went the fuck off on me the other day. <laughs> 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 he went into some crazy, some com- <laughs> conspiracy shit on the phone with me. Trying to sell me knives? I couldn't believe what the fuck I was hearing.
2: <laughs> he was oh, trying yeah. to
1: sell me Cutco knives yeah, exactly. and Gap clothes and then the next thing I know.
2: Yeah. So, you know, at this point, he is diagnosed bipolar. But what's interesting that I found was that some mental health experts have found that some key features of bipolar disorder and narcissism overlap. These include setting high, sometimes unattainable goals and being very impulsive. As a result, people with bipolar disorder often have a narcissistic personality disorder. And that's one of the things that I don't love about him is that, you
1: know, he's like, one of the greatest things I regret is that I'm never going to be able to see myself
2: live, mm-hmm. perform live. It's true. He totally you know? said that.
1: And I'm like,
2: wow. No, he's, he's I don't think that you get a, a, a more blatant narcissist in public life than Kanye West. I can't think of anybody else that's so oh, like he's not even ashamed of I me. Mean,
1: not
0: at all. Do you guys remember the narcissist, the wrestler? Well, of course. Yeah, that <laughs> it was, it was that, that, like, was, uh, that it, was the guy who was playing the was role. It was Lex Luger. Yeah, it was Lex yeah. Luger for a yeah. while was the narcissist.
2: Now, Lex is definitely not an actual real narcissist. <laughs> he was playing the role That's playing one on TV. <laughs> he said I'm not a real narcissist, but I play one on television. <laughs> that's right. But anyway, so now now all this is making a lot more sense, right? So, like, following his mental health crisis in 2016, Kanye has recognized his problems and he seeks help. So, how does he, like, approach this chemical imbalance? He's, like, working with a therapist, looking to incorporate mood stabilizers? No. (laughs) According to Kim Kardashian, meds are completely off the table because it changes him as a person. And, like, he points out in the track, Yikes, which is on the album Yay, is, quote, Sometimes I scare myself, myself. They take me on meds, off meds. Ask yourself, shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. See, so that's my third person. That's my bipolar shit. What? That's my superpower. Ain't no disability. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. And wow. the thing is, like, you know, I had someone in my family that was bipolar, and I, I remember, like, yeah, she she would intentionally, she would take her meds and feel normal, and then after she felt normal, she... Was like I don't need this. Yeah, and it became a whole thing, and it was just up like, and down. Up it was and down. yeah, yeah. It would it would always happen. It would be yeah. like okay, cool. They'd freak out, and then they'd put them on Love meds, and, and then they would then they would be, become normal, and they'd be like, I'm normal. I don't need any of this yeah. anymore. So it's I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because I'm like I'm reading this. I'm like I saw that with a family member of mine. I'm like this is this is, this is what happened. It's a
0: real thing. It it's absolutely is a very real thing. Yeah,
2: but I mean, like honestly, like from his point of view he's killing it like if you're thinking yes yeah, yeah i can understand like I do is yeah, cool. yeah my superpower is that i believe in myself so much i sell shoes yeah yeah i sell shoes i sell rap albums i'm like a, everybody respects what i'm doing like why would you not want to stop that manic phase because like a manic phase is where you feel like super productive mm-hmm. and like a lot of people like don't want to lose that feeling i think you know especially if it's actually producing things Like, to further illustrate his points towards his diagnosis, the cover of his next album, Yay, features a shot of the Rocky Mountains near his Wyoming ranch and the words, quote, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like the shoe fits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So off the meds, money pouring in from his successful fashion deal with Adidas and his marriage falling apart, Kanye feels that now is a time for him to really speak out on his political and social matters. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. In 2018, he tells fans during a TMZ live interview, quote, you hear about slavery for 400 years, 400 years. That sounds like a choice like that was there for 400 years. and It's (laughs) it's all of y'all. It's like we're mentally in a prison. I like the word prison because slavery is too direct to the idea of blacks. In 2020, he announces that he's ready to take that insanity all the way to the White House, tweeting out, quote, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God. Unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. God, could you imagine that if he had actually
1: won, it would have been Kanye and Kim as president and first lady? It's
2: it's it's, it kind of actually
1: would have been par for 2020. uh, Yeah. Had that actually happened.
2: Theories abound at this time that Kanye is doing a favor for his, quote, dragon blood brother, Donald Trump, hoping to peel off some of the black vote from Joe Biden. It's never been confirmed, but, I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's plausible. Yeah, He announces that his presidential and political party will be known as the, quote, the birthday party.
3: Okay, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: For real. That's what my five-year-old nephew would name his political yes. party, the birthday party. Apparently not satisfied with ruffling the feathers of hip-hop fans via arguably attempting to swing the election to Trump or saying that black people made themselves slaves Kanye goes all in on the ever-controversial elementary school historical book figure, Harriet Tubman. (laughs) (laughs) At his own political rally in South Carolina, wearing a bulletproof vest, Kanye declares that the Underground Railroad leader, quote, never actually freed the slaves. She just had them work for other white people. And even people at his rally were like, what the... Fuck! That's not dude, how that went down. That yeah, that, that is not how. No. That's QAnon Kanye right there. Yeah, yeah. And he just said, I think two years before that, he was like, "I'm I, when I get into one of these manic phases, I feel like they're putting chips in my head. It's very real. I'm not going to take medicine." Yeah, right. And it's it sucks because you're like, just get help, dude. Get yeah. help, man. Later on, during the same rally, he detailed his genius plan for ending abortion, which was quote. Everybody that has a baby gets a (laughs) million dollars. Okay, there we go, dude. I'm
1: going home and tagging my wife. Like if we're getting a million dollars per kid, like
2: at that point, that million dollars ain't worth shit (laughs) anyway. Kanye's grand total for presidential votes: sixty six thousand six hundred thirty six votes. The rest of the country breathed a sigh of relief. Man, Kanye music fans hoped that uh, now he would just buckle down and focus on releasing music. He and Kim Kardashian finalized their divorce. And around this time, Forbes revealed that Kanye was the second supposed billionaire who ran for president in 2020. Yep. Oh, wow. That's right. Billion dollars. Forbes put Yeezy's net worth at roughly $1.3 billion. Thanks almost entirely to his fashion line with Adidas, surpassing his old boss, Jay-Z. Wow. And
0: I would imagine that he, I won't say saved Adidas but no, it's true though. He, he did. He, was he definitely did.
2: a lifeline through
1: them. Oh no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Because
0: you have, you know, Adidas was. They've always been a big company, but you know they've kind of waned in the years. Yeah, they were leading huge in the this. '90s, yeah.
1: early aughts. Yeah. But
2: then all of a
0: sudden, you throw a one point three billion dollar injection into your you know revenue streams. Yeah, yeah, that'll Dude, revitalize you.
2: Like, like you can say whatever you want to. The Yeezys changed footwear. Oh yeah, that's when you started getting the big. Thick fat soles. Soles yeah. on the back. Sure. And I mean, I remember the first the the, the 750 boosts, I was like, those are kind of tight, dude. They're pretty fucking cool. Some of them I don't get, but dude, they I mean, it's a huge deal. Like people they're like Jordans. You yeah, know what I mean? They the, are. The yeah.
0: sneakerheads go after Jordans
2: and yeah. Yeezys. Yeah. They yeah. yeah, yeah. sure. sell
0: them on eBay and shit. For, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: It's crazy. Like I said, the the, the Yeezy seven fifties came out, they were 350 bucks. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not paying that. Now they're worth like $3,000. $3, yeah. And yeah. give it 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 10 it's crazy, dude. Even, yeah. So yeah, like I said, he he's a fucking legitimate billionaire. And there's arguments, even I was reading the Forbes article, they based it on their accounting level and saying he's worth $1.3 billion. He says he's worth three. I've heard other things saying that he's worth like six. But I, I'm going to go with Forbes. So yeah, like I said, he surpasses his old boss, Jay-Z, and proving that there are indeed... No consequences in this world for spouting off a bunch of crazy, hateful shit. Kanye just had a listening party for his latest album "Donda" in front of forty-two thousand fans at Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah, and so it actually he's moved into Atlanta or Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
0: Moved in. Yep, has a studio in the stadium and has moved in. And to they showed Mercedes-Benz. a Mercedes-Benz.
1: Pi- they showed a picture of his room in there. Have you guys seen this? I uh, did. It's yeah, very, I haven't seen it. it. It's very pedestrian. Like it's like it's It looks like... Um, it's a twin
2: bed. It's, it's a, a twin, twin, bed, twin bed, a clock, a TV, and that's about it. It looks like a closet, basically. And huh. uh, yeah. yeah,
1: that's his room at Mercedes Benz.
2: It just reminds me of, like I said, that infamous Steve Jobs picture where he's in his massive mansion, but he's literally in this empty mansion, and there's a lamp and him sitting on the floor in a book. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, that's honestly Kanye gets a lot of his shit from these tech guys he's hanging out with. It's yeah, sure,
0: that's what it is. But yeah, but yeah, the prices at that listening party for snacks and food was oh yeah. insane. I, I saw the menu; it was thirty five dollars for a bag of kettle corn. Yep, uh, fifty dollars for some chicken fingers. Yep. Uh, you could have a snack plate. That had like it was, it was like brown, cookies and brownies. Cookies and brownies for how much? Forty five dollars. Forty five dollars. Yeah. There yeah. was also
1: an assorted snack baskets for sixty
2: dollars, and uh, before yeah. you get there, yeah, Jesus Christ. And the ticket price was up there. I mean, it was a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars per ticket. It was, and it filled out forty two thousand people. Do you know that he didn't say a word? No, I know. I saw all the whole thing, entire thing. He walked out there, and in, in and he fucking, looked like
1: the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, but in a red it suit. Was a red suit but it was and he
2: looked it's like, tough it's so hard because i'm like part like i said dude i was like i was like oh i can't wait to hear this album I'm so excited about it and then i'm like god damn it you're so fucking crazy dude and but it doesn't matter it's like it's there's a, there's a fucking audience there and i'm one of i wouldn't pay a 100 bucks i wouldn't pay 60 bucks for brownies but i would definitely steal that album <laughs> did you hear that he was two hours late to it yeah he surprised. definitely was and he yeah. was backstage sleeping Yeah, and apparently
0: the acoustics were complete dog shit. It had been. It's a
2: fucking stadium. It's a stadium. What the fuck do you expect? You know what I mean? Like, well, this is yeah. This is you know. We're gonna get into it on my final score on this for sure. All right. right. So, like I said, just buckle up and get ready because uh, we got at least a couple more decades of Kanye, probably. At least. Uh, He's not going anywhere anytime soon. God, can you imagine dementia, Kanye? Oh, man. It probably wouldn't be much different. Yeah. (laughs) Although the music would start to suck, probably. (laughs) So anyways, all right. Final scores, boys. Let's do it. All All right, right. Randy, what do you got?
0: Yep. So interesting stuff. A lot of stuff that I I knew about but also learned today. So that's been good. You know, I don't think my initial score is going to change too much, right? Mm -hmm. Right. With everything we talked about, a lot of it, I think, goes back to a little bit of mental illness. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, and the super erratic behavior, um, the fucking just the weird shit in general that he kind of pulls off. You know, it's it's a disease and it sucks. And he doesn't seem to want to get the help that he needs to kind of put him back in normalcy. But normalcy may not be the way for him to continue to be successful. Yeah. That's not a plane that he lives on. That's right. That's right. So he again, he he goes against the grain to try and get the attention, the gaslighting and really just kind of cause a scene with everything that he does not a huge fan of that type of personality yeah not um, at all but it is who he is right and yeah. we've kind of seen from the beginning that's exactly who he is mm-hmm. right it's yeah. almost
1: like to parallel like takashi in that same sense that's right yeah you go out there and you just you know like showboat but like yeah. with talent though that's the, that's yeah. the, that's there's the there's a a difference, there, is a big difference there. there yeah, yeah sure. absolutely
0: so you know honestly at the end of the day um I kind of stand right where I started with him. Yeah. Um, his, you know, I like his music. Not all of it. Some of the gospel stuff I, I can't get into. Um, yeah. That
2: was his least popular album was, and it was a bummer. And that's the other thing I want to put out here, how fucking good this guy is, is he threw away an entire album that was better than most people's, like, entire work yeah, production their best would ever albums. be. He yeah. literally just shelved it and then put out a gospel album. And everybody's like, please, please, God, put out Yandi," Because there's tons of leaks of it out there on YouTube now. And you're like, oh, my God, this is a good album. And he just fucking shelved it. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah.
0: So, end of the day, I mean, Needle doesn't move too much for me. I'm going to give him 5.85. We'll okay. Go a little.
2: Oh, okay.
0: A tenth higher than what we started with. Yeah, And it's only because he just the some of the garbage he comes out with Yeah,
2: like I, say, I never
1: want to hang out with this guy ever in yeah. my entire life. Ever. Yeah, he definitely falls into that category for sure.
0: I feel like if we hung out with him he would wind up making fun of us. You guys might have to, like, talk me out of fucking fist fighting him or something. It's, it's, it's possible. Funny. It could
2: either go that way or he could be like, this whole shit's a veneer, bro, like, and I'm funny as shit and I'm, I'm hanging out. Like, you ever see those videos, like, the gifts that they put up where he's obviously, like, joking around with somebody laughing and then he knows the and camera's
0: then on them? he goes to s- the hard Yeah, Yeah.
2: He is a master of manipulating, like, public perception. And, yeah. like, he 100%. may be, like, funny as shit, but probably not. Doubt it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Buddy, what you got?
1: All right. So, for me, you know, I... I have to look at this in two different ways. I've got to look at it as Kanye, the musician, and Kanye, the person. And as the musician, I love him. I I, I think that he makes some of the best music that there is. I mean, mean, of course, there's uh, tracks that I don't like, but I mean, with every album that he puts out, there's a couple of tunes on every single album that I'm like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. The production level on it is top notch. Maybe not so much the lyrics, but I mean, like he really is uh, gifted in his craft. Uh, now I look at Kanye as the person, and I I just I hate everything that is that he is. You know mm-hmm. I hate you know like uh, to borrow a line from Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble. Like that's what the fuck yeah. he needs to do. If he would sit down and be humble, he would be one of my favorite artists. A all la Jay Z. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, just like Jay Z, and he could be of that same caliber. You know, if he would just shut up, stay in his lane, and do what he needs to do,
2: he's definitely mentally insane so probably he's probably to like, yeah so he can't really stay in his lane <laughs> yeah you know, i don't think know he what knows I mean? what a lane is at this he's, point he's what? like
0: kramer in that one episode where he rents the highway or you know you uh buy the highway or whatever <laughs> and he just goes down the road with the can of black paint and stripes <laughs> over the lines
1: and i'm like bitch sit down be humble but he can't do that and i have a big problem with that he has a god complex, and he definitely is like at times. Well,
2: he right. had a track called "I Am a God." Yeah, exactly. I am a god, and
1: then he talks. He about He said, "Give him a
2: goddamn croissant." <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious! It's a horrible track. It's the worst track off Yeezus. <laughs> I like croissants. I, I love, love. I croissants. love croissants, yeah. but that track is the worst track off Yeezus, which is a bummer because it's like a throwaway. But yes, he literally. He track has a god I, complex. I am a god.
1: Yeah, he sits there and he talks about like in interviews. He's like. You know, I, I sit over there and I listen to those records and I I manipulate them and it's like God is speaking through me. So in fact, I am God, just speaking through all these different
2: yeah. you know, he's, mentally, all these Ill. Songs. he's I, mentally ill. He's legitimately mentally ill. fucking,
1: he's a total narcissist. Yeah. So like, I can't get behind him on that on that track. I just can't. So I mean, for me, at the end of the day, originally I had him at a six I think I'm going to actually have to kick him up just a little bit. I'm going to kick up. Kanye West to a 6.5.
2: Mikey, what do you got? Okay. So I was, I didn't know what we were, I was, honestly, this is one of the shows where I really didn't know what to expect. From you guys on this guy, I know that we've all had these conversations. And we don't like Kanye as a person and stuff like that.
0: And that's the other thing: we don't collaborate before the show. And we talk don't. about we our don't. scores. No, no, we don't. All so I was organic. like, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's true. I was like, I didn't know. Like, I was like, everybody knows that I'm like, I'm a fan of his music and all that shit like that. So I was like, well, I have a range, and we'll see where I'm at. And I was like, you know, if, if everybody's like hitting him hard and saying like, yeah, this guy, know, yeah, he's a fucking asshole, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I was like, he's he can't be. Worse than Axl Rose. There's some very real parallels there.
1: I don't know, man. He's always like two hours late to a show. No, no, no.
2: Axl Rose like beat up his girlfriends. That's never been. There's never been rumors about that about Kanye. Okay. So. I'll give you that. Yeah. I well. mean, like as far as being like a musical, <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's tough because like uh, I love Guns N' Roses, but I was like Guns N' Roses is also like one note. Like there's one Axl Rose. I was like, yeah, sure. There's not 20 years of Axl Rose crushing it. And also Kanye didn't beat up his girlfriends and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, he can't score higher than than, than Axel Rose. Rose. And he was at like a 6.83, six I point eight think. Six uh, point nine two. Six point yeah, nine yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm I'm sort of in the in the, in, in, in the same boat with, with Randy on this one. It's just like, you know, he's a fucking douche, but he also there's mental illness issues there. We talk about
0: it all the time. If there you have drug abuse and mental illness, it doesn't make you an asshole, right? right it's, no. it's it's an issue that you have to deal with. Right. You know, and it doesn't necessarily define who you are, but the actions based off of those things often. Define your po- persona in the public eye. Correct. Right? Dictate
2: that yeah. position. And there's no rumors of him, like I said, physically assaulting anybody or sexually assaulting anybody. And that's
0: very true. I just wonder what some of those behind the door, like, arguments with his wife were like. Oh, I'm sure that they mean? weren't. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure
2: a lot of them were kind but of But fuck, created.
0: look at society. Look at all the yeah. shit yeah. people say to their spouses and girlfriends all yeah. every day, all day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just terrible, so.
2: No, it's true. I mean, I, I just you know, I mean, there's plenty of uh, scrutiny on him, and I don't hear anything that that makes him a, a huge asshole or stuff from whatever. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna also I'm gonna leave him at a six. Call it a day. Okay. And also, I mean, it's tough because he, he he brought my boy Pusha T back from the dead. You love some Pusha T? I do, man. is so fucking tight. Buried Drake, the meanest diss track of all time. I will I will die on that hill. All right.
1: With a 6.5 from Buddy, a 5.85 from Randy, and a 6.0 from Mikey, Kanye West's final asshole score is a (laughs) 6.1. Kanye West lines up with Mike Lindell.
0: Think about the the correlation in that. I have a question because
2: I'm like, Mike Lindell is a much more dangerous person. (laughs) yeah
0: both political advisors right yeah for yeah. the same
2: oh, for the dude. same president yeah. good call interesting good call interesting. randy i was yeah. just like I, I hate lindell worse but now actually i didn't realize they're both in trump's camp there you but, are. Now, but now his next album is going to be called my
1: rap album <laughs> my, rap.
0: my album <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right we hope you guys enjoyed this show definitely go and check out our brand new website It's Bangin'. It's got all of our uh, links to all of our shows on there. Hit us up on any of our social media platforms at AHCPodcast.com. Lots of uh, interaction and uh, show notes, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. Our social media manager is killing it. Lots of cool stuff to see. Thank you, Christy. Absolutely, and do there. So uh, until next time, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court.